On Enmeshed, we discuss crimes and situations that may be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Enmeshed, the show that reveals some of the most poisonous people come disguised as family. Enmeshed family members are fused together by unhealthy emotions instead of the strong bonds that signal a well-functioning family. Boundaries are blurred and unhealthy relationship patterns are formed. Hello and welcome to Enmeshed, the podcast that explores family relationships and crime. I'm Amanda. And I'm Pam. And today we are covering a case of how the rich and beautiful use hitmen to do their dirty work. When we first started talking about doing this podcast, I didn't consider how often we'd come across cases that used hitmen. Yeah, I'm surprised too. It feels like something you only see on a soap opera, but unfortunately, it's all too real for people like Abril Perez Sagan, whose 2019 murder in Mexico City has not yet been brought to justice. Now, we don't have a lot of details in this case, but we felt like the tragedy of Abril's murder shouldn't go unheard just because we're shy on the ins and outs of her life. This is an important reminder of the escalating nature of domestic violence and how the courts need to catch up to that fact. And with that, I'll give you a trigger warning. Today, we will be talking about spousal abuse. So here are the things we do know. Juan Carlos Garcia, who was the CEO of Amazon Mexico from 2014 to 2017, is still on the run following the 2019 assassination of his wife, Abril. She had taken a restraining order out on him earlier in the year because, according to her, he'd attempted to murder her in her sleep. Her daughter posted disturbing pictures of her beaten and bloodied mother to Twitter showing the severity to which Juan had beaten Abriel with a baseball bat. The night of the attempted murder, Abriel testified that she'd been asleep when suddenly she was awakened by a blow to her head. She could feel something sharp against her cheek as well, and Juan attempted to strangle her before their son intervened. She was able to escape out of a window, and Juan was subsequently arrested. He was held in jail for 10 months, and in that time, Abril and their three children moved from Mexico City to Nuevo Leon, which is in the northeast of Mexico. She filed for divorce and accused him of attempted femicide or murder on the basis of her being a woman. Just weeks before the trial, there were two fatal decisions made by the court that sealed Abril's fate. First, the court downgraded the charges against Juan from attempted femicide to domestic violence. The judge claimed there wasn't enough evidence to suggest that Juan wanted to kill Abril and instead classified his actions as, quote, family violence. The judge said that if Juan really wanted to kill his wife, he would have done so because she was asleep at the time of the attack. I mean, are you kidding me? That is some bullshit. Seriously. As a result of this downgrade in his charges, Juan was allowed to be released. Secondly, the court ordered Abril to undergo a psychological evaluation because of her accusations against him. 
She flew back into Mexico City to fulfill the court order. Oh my God. This is um, insane. Outrageous. Really. On their way back to the airport on November 25th, 2019, she was riding in a car with her attorney and her two underage sons. A man ambushed the car in traffic, walking up to the passenger's side door and shooting her execution style in the head and neck. Sadly, she died later that night. As police investigated her murder, Juan sent a four-page letter to the court that asked that he be treated fairly and impartially, denying any involvement in her death. He claimed that she'd originally attacked him with a knife the night he beat her, and that everyone in the house had altered the crime scene to make him appear solely at fault. I feel like we've heard this all before. We have, but it's had different outcomes. Yes. He also said that he couldn't have been involved in Abril's murder for the sake of their children, as that's not something he'd want them to go through. So his letter essentially says the kids he's so worried about helped their mother frame him. What an interesting narrative. Such BS, MFR. Sounds a bit narcissistic. Within days, Juan was in the wind. Investigators believe he crossed the border on foot at the Tijuana checkpoint. Just before he fled, the head of the Mexico City Attorney General's office stated they had located Juan Carlos and an immigration alert had already been issued. The head also said she trusted that he wouldn't leave the country. Unfortunately, she was wrong. The timeline gets a little fuzzy, so I'm not sure exactly when they were arrested, but Mexico City police arrested two men, which we aren't naming because Mexican law protects suspects' identity from the media in connection with Abriel's murder. They told police that Juan offered them 180,000 pesos, or about $9,000, to carry out the assassination. They also said that he'd offered them a bonus that comes out to 2,500 American dollars if they murdered her before her next court hearing. There's no doubt among Abriel's family, or I think anyone who's heard about this case, that Juan's guilty of Abril's death, even if he's not the one that actually pulled the trigger. One relative who didn't want to be named in the press said, quote, We have no doubt that it was him. He has enough money to hire a hitman. The only enemy she had in her life was him, unquote. 190 countries have a warrant out on Juan. So hopefully he is brought to justice soon and we will definitely post his picture to our socials. Coincidentally, Abril was murdered on International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women. Global demonstrations marked the day and in 2019, demonstrators marched through Mexico City even before news of Abril's murder broke. The United Nations says violence against women and girls is one of the most widespread, persistent, and devastating human rights violations in our world today, and remains largely unreported because of issues including impunity and stigma. Globally, more than 640 million women aged 15 and older have been subjected to intimate partner violence, which amounts to approximately 26% of women. 
That's astounding. An astounding number. While violence against women is disproportionately prevalent in lower-income areas, spousal abuse is found at every level of society, regardless of race, gender, class, sexual orientation, or faith. When she bravely shared those brutal photos of her mother following Juan's savage beating, Anna Cecilia wrote on Twitter, quote, These images I shared hurt me. They remind me of the injustices experienced by the woman I loved most. I hesitated to share them. I know that nobody wants to see that, but after all, they are images that represent what is lived day by day in this country by thousands of women. Unquote. What a brave girl. Good for her. If you or someone you know is the victim of intimate partner violence, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. It's free, it's confidential, and it's available 24-7. No one deserves to be abused. According to the UN, domestic abuse can be mental, physical, economic, or sexual in nature. Incidents are rarely isolated and usually escalate in frequency and severity. Domestic abuse may culminate in serious physical injury or death. There are resources available to help you or someone you love escape domestic violence before it's too late. And we'll have some of those linked in the show notes on our website. Recently, Anna Cecilia tweeted, quote, Little reminder, International Women's Day is not a day of celebration. It is a day of struggle, unquote. While progress has been made in the battle against intimate partner violence, much work remains to be done to ensure that everyone can live free from the fear of violence in their intimate relationships. Worldwide, the victims of domestic violence are overwhelmingly women, and women tend to experience more severe forms of violence. Domestic violence is among the most underreported crimes worldwide for both men and women. In addition, due to social stigmas regarding male victimization, men who are victims of domestic violence face an increased likelihood of being overlooked by healthcare providers. When people think of domestic violence, they often visualize the image of a distressed woman who has been mistreated by her boyfriend or husband. However, men are victims of domestic violence too. Statistics show that domestic violence permeates every classification of people in the United States, rich and poor, young and old, heterosexual and homosexual, immigrant and citizen, and every other classification of individuals are affected by domestic violence. Likewise, both women and men can be the victims of domestic violence. Just want to make that clear. Let's take a quick break, and then we will get back into discussing more about domestic violence. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. 
Like if you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. She struck him on the back of his head with a frying pan, almost killing him and was hospitalized for a severely fractured skull. She fractured his skull. She fractured his skull. Wow. So the movie Tangled was right. Frying pans are dangerous. They are. He feels like he is totally justified in the murder that he commits. Even after he's convicted, he feels justified. Oh, yeah. To this day. That's a confident dirtbag right there. That's right. He believes that his victim had it coming. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirtbags that live among us. And the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Are you planning an event with audio and visual needs but are not sure where to start? Waves Entertainment can help. Waves Entertainment is your premier full-service management company with high-quality custom solutions for any size event. Whether you are planning a large festival or concert, a corporate meeting or wedding, Waves Entertainment will power your event to excellence. Our team of industry professionals work closely with your vision to ensure your audience hears every word, sees every detail, and remembers the experience. Our goal is to ensure your event is customized to fit your needs and provide professional-grade equipment to amplify your message. From live stage production and talent booking to vendor coordination, event staffing, and more, Waves Entertainment is your one-stop shop for the perfect event. Visit our website, wavesentertainment.com, or give us a call at 704-662-2435. That's 704-662-2435. Waves Entertainment, powering your event to excellence. Now back to the show. Domestic violence is a serious problem in the United States. Statistics show that women are victimized at a much higher rate than men. According to national studies by multiple organizations, 84% of domestic violence victims are women. However, the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence reports that approximately 835,000 men are physically abused by an intimate partner each year. This organization also reports that about 20 people are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States every minute. This results in about 10 million men and women being victimized each year. Additionally, one in three women and one in four men report being the victim of some type of physical violence by a romantic partner at some point in their lifetime, with one in five women and one in seven men reporting the abuse as being severe physical violence. Men report many of the same problems associated with domestic violence as women do, including instances of stalking, and we know how that escalates. Approximately 5.1 million men report being stalked at some point during their lifetime. Additionally, 1 in 71 men report being raped by someone they know, and 29% of these men said that that rape was committed by an intimate partner. Interesting. There is a problem with male victims and reporting instances of violence. Women are 7 to 14 times more likely to report domestic violence than men are. 
This underreporting is possibly due to stereotypes regarding men and women. The American culture emphasizes male domination, prowess, and strength. Being a victim of domestic violence does not correspond to this stereotype. Additionally, gender norms associate men with being naturally stronger than women, causing many men to believe that they can handle the situation and choosing not to report the events. Much of the discourse regarding domestic violence is based on women victims. When men do report instances of domestic violence, law enforcement officers may not take the allegation seriously. Additionally, there are far fewer resources available to assist male victims of domestic violence than there are to assist female victims of domestic violence. Some men may be afraid that if they report domestic violence, they may even be accused of inflicting the abuse. Men suffer many of the same effects as female victims of domestic violence. Domestic violence correlates to alcohol and drug abuse, higher rates of suicide, and depressive episodes. Men may also suffer physical injuries inflicted by intimate partners. The laws regarding domestic violence apply directly to men. For example, the Violence Against Women Act applies equally to men as it does women. Due to the rampant problem of domestic violence and the thousands that suffer from it, it is important that men receive advocacy on their behalf. Rather than focusing on efforts specifically targeted to violence against women, a consideration is to shift the focus to intimate partner violence regardless of the sex of the victim. In order to combat domestic violence, it is important to recognize the signs of domestic violence. Some signs of an abusive relationship include The intimate partner calls the victim names, insults them, or constantly criticizes them. They try to prevent the victim from leaving the house, getting a job, or going to school. They isolate the victim from friends and family. They threaten to out a gay, bisexual, or transgender person. They act jealous or accuse the other party of misconduct. They make a threat or mention having a weapon. They physically harm the victim by hitting, punching, slapping, biting, choking, kicking, or otherwise inflicting physical harm. They abuse or threaten to abuse the victim's child or pet. They force the victim to engage in unwanted sexual behavior. And they blame the victim for his or her behavior. Sometimes these can slowly evolve in the relationship and you're in way too deep before you realize what is happening. I mean, love is blind, right? And I have not personally been physically abused, but I can identify with a few that you just mentioned, Amanda, from a previous relationship. Um, emotional abuse is toxic and scary and crazy making and hard to understand and frankly, I feel lucky to have come out alive and having a healthier knowledge of sociopaths, let's say. And, um, but really what I've learned is more importantly about myself. So thank you for that list and making us all aware that you don't have to see bruises in order to experience abuse. 
Right. And if any of our listeners today are not sure if they're experiencing abuse, please pay special attention to the list of signs that we provided. Listen to it slowly. And if any of these apply to you, you are experiencing abuse. And please use the hotline number that we provided in this episode. Or get out if you can. Yes. So the takeaway message from today's episode is that anyone can be a victim of domestic violence. Unfortunately, Abril's case, just like so many others, has not yet been brought to justice. As we mentioned before, we will have a picture of Juan Carlos Garcia on our socials, so please share it in hopes that he will soon be caught and have to face justice. And that's a wrap. Join us next Monday for a new episode of Enmeshed. And remember, some of the most poisonous people come disguised as family. Thank you for listening. All of our sources are in today's show notes, as well as those important resources. You can find us at enmeshed underscore true crime podcast on Instagram or enmeshed true crime podcast on Facebook and let us know what you think. You can also get a behind the scenes look at the show and chat with us about any of the cases you've heard here or share case suggestions. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to keep up with Enmeshed, and join us every Monday for fresh takes on stale relationships. Enmeshed is an Oh No production.